Welcome to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron. Visit areyououtthere.com. Everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Arlington, Texas, where the Indians are getting ready to open a brand new season and take on the Texas Rangers. That's Monday night at Globe Life Park in Arlington. The Indians and Rangers getting the season going for 2017. Coming up on this week's show, we'll hear from Carlos Santana, Indians first baseman DH. He'll talk about uh, the World Baseball Classic, he was a part of that once again, and also expectations for the season to come. We'll also hear from Brandon Geyer, signed to a long-term contract in the offseason, and the Tribe outfielder looking forward to a big year in 2017. Assistant General Manager Carter Hawkins will have a farm report for us, and Terry Francona will also hear from the Tribe manager who talks about how impressed he has been with the work of Michael Brantley heading into the season. You know, a lot of guys will ease into camp because they know they have six weeks. He knew that, I mean, every at-bat just because of how hard he had worked, and you could tell. Here's the pitch to Brantley. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. Deep, deep right center. Forget it. Home run, Michael Brantley. That's all coming up as Tribe Talk gets rolling right here on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Arlington, Texas, where the Indians will open the season Monday night against the Texas Rangers in defense of their American League championship. At the conclusion of the Goodyear portion of spring training, Tribe manager Terry Francona touched on a variety of subjects with the Cleveland media, most notably the return to form of Michael Brantley. No, I mean, he played his three in a row and came through just fine. He's just gonna he's gonna have a normal workout day to day. He'll hit in the cage and stuff like that. Um, you know, I mean, just you know, we don't have to. I think announce our roster. I think it's like Bart said. I think it was noon on Sunday or something. But it's not like it's gonna be a big secret. We're not trying to keep it a secret. We're only going with we're taking twenty five guys, and he's one of them. You know, but but I mean, I just think in case he got a cold. Or something you know I mean we're it's not, the paperwork's not done but I think the the work has been done by him so just how how satisfying is it to see a player who has worked so diligently for 18 months now you know? well and I would say you could take that work ethic back well, past I, the 18 I, but to your point yeah. I get it and I got to see a lot of it firsthand just because you know like this winter I was in there with my hip so I'd watch him every morning and I mean, I was visiting with him yesterday for a little while, just talking about some things. And towards the end of it, it was kind of hard not to get a little, little uh, moist, you know, in the eyes. I mean, it's just hard not to. I mean, yeah. I don't think you can be around these guys as much as we are 
and watch the way they do things and care about them and you know yeah it is all the things you're asking you can just put a yes by all of them because we're proud of them we're, we're you know we're happy for them we're happy for us but because he's such a good kid and he's such a good teammate and you know he's so much a part of what we want to do that heck yeah you called him kind of as the heart and soul of the team even last year when he wasn't playing stayed around just yeah, he did. Just how much did he contribute even last year? He found a way, and it's not easy to do. Because when you're on the DL, it kind of feels like a wall's going up. And, I mean, I've lived through it. Because you don't go through the, the aches and pains or even the downs of teams. But he managed to be there every day and show up and still be a leader, which I think speaks volumes for him. But, I mean, I even reminded him yesterday, man. I said, take a minute and enjoy this. You know, you, you went without baseball for a long time. And you missed it. Enjoy, because he's always pushing, which is what good players do. But I want him to, to take a second and enjoy having the game back, because it's so meaningful to him. Because so much of this has been the physical side, trying to get his shoulder and biceps and all that going. But the skill part, it seems like it's come back pretty quick for him. And I know there's a lot, a lot of baseball. You're, left, but, but you're, I, I think his, his level of concentration this spring has been incredible. And I think he, he probably had to. You know, a lot of guys will ease into camp because they know they have six weeks. He knew that, I mean, every at-bat, just because of how hard he had worked, and you could tell, like, his at-bats were really good. You know, if he took a swing or maybe a check swing or something, man, like the next pitch, he's locked in. And I think we saw enough or, you know, a little bit of everything. Left-handers, check swing, maybe a bad swing, full swing, hard swing, hit a ball left, pull a home run to right. I mean, he did just about everything. I mean, I even watched him on deck just to watch, just to watch him, because you get so used to watching guys, you know their body language, and he's he's crisp is probably the best way. Like even when he's on deck, I mean, I think he really does feel pretty good. It seemed like there were times where it almost looked like he was taking an overly aggressive swing, maybe contested. I, mean, I thought early on against some of our pitchers, he was. Yeah. I think by design, I think he wanted to get over a hurdle. Plus, the guys were screaming at him, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. but. It was it was good for him. I think the way it was done, I think our I think our medical guys deserve a lot of credit because they really stayed on it and every step of the way Michael knew what what he was supposed to do. And when you tell Michael something, he does it. So it's it's a really good way of doing things. What is Lonnie's level of activity right now? He uh, he hit last well, I guess when we went over he hit in the cage a little bit. Just because, you know, it was a DL, there's not necessarily the sense of just pushing through something. Um, if everything goes according to plan, and again, he has to feel good enough, when we leave Texas, he would head back east and start to maybe get in some games. So so then he could just jump off the DL when, when his days are up. Now, the shoulder has to cooperate too, though. Where is Kipnis heading his progression? He's out throwing today too. I think 100 and 110 feet. Okay. Um, starting to get antsy, which is good. Um, I think he's actually doing really well. Um, when he starts to get antsy and you know wanting to get going, that's a good sign. Now we got to do it right though. So so we will. But and there's probably a chance that depending on when he's ready to play. Maybe we can get him in a couple games 
DH him just to speed up the process? Because we don't want him to play more games in AAA than he really needs to. Right. Just want him to have a chance to, to be healthy and and not feel like he's it's unfair at the plate. Will he stay here when you guys? He's going to stay here, and then when we come back, he'll come over with us, and then we'll see where to go from there. We were talking to Martinez yesterday just about you know just what it means to him to make an opening day roster. He said he hasn't made one since 2011. I think he was a Rule 5 guy. With the Phillies, year. maybe? Yeah. And so he said this you know, meant a lot to him. Just you know, he, He's a you know, kind of a journeyman or whatever you want to call him. What has kept bringing you guys back to him? Well, I mean, there's a reason that, you know, there's a reason that he has found his way, you know, not only on our team, then back and now made a team because of what he does. Some of it you can't account for numbers-wise, but it's, you know, his, his ability to, to bring energy all the time to keep guys on the bench in games, whether they're Latin or American or English-speaking, his ability to affect people in a positive way. He, he knows how important we view that, and that's part of what he brings. And if you tell him in the middle of an inning, Michael, th- shortstop, he's ready to go 100%, ready to play. And there's a lot to be said for that. And he's worked hard that he can be ready to go play center field, shortstop, third base, and play it well. And that is really something that's valuable. You know, it, it, we've run into problems in the past where you know, you get into a roster crunch, and it's it's maybe a luxury you can't have. But as long as we can have it, we love it. And, you know, the hope is we never have to get to that because it is a valuable thing. Now, just kind of speaking honestly, I mean, his bat has never been his ticket to, you know. And if you ever get into a, a crunch where, you know, we probably wouldn't want him playing every day. Right. But... I think he understands his role, and that's part of it. Sometimes you get guys that aren't quite prepared to handle their role, and it doesn't work out like it's supposed to. Since uh, since early in the spring when the national writers were all in here talking about last year, have you heard any conversation in the clubhouse about uh, last year? Well, I mean, the only time I've really been in the clubhouse is when we have our meetings because we're so busy in the morning. Yeah. But... It's business as usual. I've never felt the need or anything to, you know, it's just, it, it's felt completely normal to me, which is what it's supposed to. Along those lines, too, I know early on you're asked a lot of, you know, you're worried if the team would replace it or, or would they have the chip on their shoulder? And you said it might go one or two ways with it. Yeah, like- yeah, and I don't think there needs to be a chip. Like, I remember hearing the Royals talk about that, and that's what drove them good. Um, I mean, I'd like to think that, and we'll have another meeting on at Sunday's workout. Just, I think there's a little different message when it's 25 than 65. A little more specific things than maybe in general. But I don't think it's. I think it's okay to to show up, to have a a comfortable attitude, and you know, laugh. But when the game starts, you need to be ready to go 100% from pitch one. As long as they do that, however they get there, I don't care. 
whether it's us against the world, whether it's nobody believes, I don't care. I just want them, when the first pitch is thrown, them prepared to play. And that can happen a lot of different ways. Seems like they've been pretty good at that. They've been real good. We've asked them, you know, again, we, 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 we try to watch as much as we can because we're here to win. And, you know, we remind them that, you know, they lift weights, they get here early, they eat, you know. Everything is for the game. And to not come over at 10 minutes to the game with a sandwich in your mouth, because you see it happen in spring training. And our guys are really good about that. They get over there, and even if they're 15 minutes early, they're they're ready to play the game. So when the game starts, you never know. Maybe that first play is the biggest play of the game. But they've been really good group about when we talk to them about listening. That's been one of the things that, because I've in the past, I've been hesitant to have meetings. And the guys a couple of years ago asked me, they said, maybe a little bit more. So I've tried to maybe not infringe on their time, but maybe have a couple more and only because they ask. And when we talk about things, I see them trying to do it, which I really appreciate. Because the last thing you ever want to do is talk and talk to the wall. That doesn't make anybody feel any good. That's Indians manager Terry Francona touching on quite a few subjects with the Cleveland media here in uh, or over in Goodyear yesterday at the conclusion of spring training. Stay with us when we return. We'll visit with Carlos Santana, Indians first baseman and designated hitter, coming off an outstanding season a year ago and ready to be a big part of it once again as 2017 begins on Monday night. Stay with us. More to come after this timeout on the Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. We're back at Arlington, Texas, and the Indians getting ready for a new season taking on the Rangers Monday night. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. Our transitional Tribe Talk as we are out of spring training now in Goodyear and getting ready for the regular season to come, and we hope you can join us each week for Tribe Talk during the regular season as well. Well, last year, Carlos Santana hit 34 home runs, a career high as he continued his improvement from year to year, really, as a hitter throughout his career and was a big key to the Indian success and a big reason why the Tribe finished second in the American League and runs scored behind only the Boston Red Sox. This spring, very smooth for Santana. Business as usual as he'll share time at first base and designated hitter with newly acquired Edwin Encarnacion. Now, in the middle of spring training, Santana was away from the ball club for about two, two and a half weeks, playing for the Dominican Republic in the World Baseball Classic, something he did back in 2013, had a great time then, and he said this year's WBC was a great experience as well. The 2013, we we making the champion, so this year... And we lost, but I think it's like same thing, like same energy. Everybody happy, and uh, and everybody like all together. The fans is crazy. I mean, it's good. A lot of attention for Dominican thing. And for you as a player, for when you come back here, how does playing in the WBC help you grow your game and make you a better player? He helped me a lot. I'm taking, I think I'm taking a lot of spirit for that. And 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 help it to my my teammate about that, like energy, like positive, like like 
worried about wing. I mean, everything, everything. That's why I'm making like good energy, talk cool, especially with the younger player. Now, I mean, he helped me a lot, and I try like putting same energy with the WBC for the clubhouse with the with my team. When you look at a year ago. Uh, career high in home runs and a good RBI totals for you. Just a, a real solid season. And I know you gave a lot of credit to Mike Napoli for helping you. In the off season. the Indians get Edwin Encarnacion here. And, and what does that mean to you to, to have him around every day? I mean, <laughs> I mean, especially like last year, like Napoli, he helped me a lot. And in our lesson, I mean, Napoli, he helped me like about different about hit. It's like same way Edwin. I mean Edwin he he, he had like veteran players sent with Napoli and he helped me too a lot. I mean me and Edwin we have a lot of relationship. So I mean we see what happened but I think I'm making good year this year. I'm preparing in the off season. Um especially like we have like same thing with the last year, so I mean, I feel like more comfortable for that. And you're coming off a, a real strong season. What do you work on this spring to, to try and get better at? What what areas of your game are you working on to, to be even better than a year ago? Same thing. Same thing with the last year. Um, year before, I go to, to Dominican. It's not like same work, what one I want. But last year, I go to Miami and working for everything. And working everything about my head, about defense, about my body, especially my back. This year, I'm, I'm doing like same. I'm working more different with the last year. This is like a little complaint, but I mean, I don't change too much. Um, I'm keeping same working, same thing with the last year, and, 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 and I feel like it's wrong. Carlos Santana joining us. A quick look back at last year, postseason American League Championship Series against the Blue Jays. You catch the, the final out that, that sends the team to the World Series. What did that mean to you, looking back on that in, in the off season? How special was that? Great, great, especially because, I mean, um, I never think in Cleveland they taken like too long, especially when I'm catching last out. This is like taking... Taking God for giving me an opportunity making with the with the World Series and, and make it with a good year. That's why. But I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm very happy for last year and this year. We had to make a good team this year. So we we'll see what happens. and and we play um, every day hard. And I mean, we have a lot of younger younger player, very good talent like Lindor, Jose. And uh, they stopped pitching on um, Kluber, Caraco, Salazar. I mean, we had to younger players hungry to play. And and that's why um, we, um, and I'm excited for this year. And you mentioned those players, and, and Michael Brantley looks like he's he's coming along oh, nice. Man. Josh Tomlin's <laughs> here. You, you locker near some of those guys that you've been with for a long time. And, and how special is that to, in this day and age to be with the same group for, for several years at a time and not have it shaken up too much? I mean, um, we have a special group. I mean, I know I know that group for a long time, like Bradley, Kimney, and Tony, Clover, Carraco. I mean, we have a special group. We know... Everybody know 
um, what can the player, what do they have? So, I mean, that's why I'm excited because we had very good special group and I'm proud and play together with him. So, I mean, we see this year, I hope everybody is healthy and I think and we enjoy it again. And you get back from the WBC, you've had a little while to, to get ready for the season, which starts on Monday. Uh, enough time for this team to, to get together and get that good feeling that, that you had a year ago and, and feel like a team that can play winning baseball every day? Yeah, yeah, we feel it now. But we see, I mean, we have like one one um, couple days for starting the season. Um, we see, I mean, we see, and this is what I'm saying, and I'm excited, and we see what happened this year. All right, Carlos, thanks. Thank you, man. That's Carlos Santana. Always good to catch up with him as he gets ready for a brand-new season. The last year of his contract, too, with the Indians, and we'll see what transpires at season's end, but certainly figures to be a big key to the Indians' success offensively this season. Stay tuned. More to come after this as we'll be joined by Brandon Geyer, Indians outfielder, as Tribe Talk rolls on from Arlington, Texas, after this timeout on the Indians Radio Network. The lefty Tyler Skaggs delivers. Geyer with a drive. Deep center field. It is gone. And we are tied. Brandon Geyer hitting 352 off southpaws. Drilled a no doubt about it home run just to the right of center. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Tribe Talk. We join you from Arlington, Texas this weekend where the Indians await their season opener Monday night against the Texas Rangers, the team that actually finished with the American League's best record a season ago during the regular season. But it was the Indians who represented the American League in the World Series against the Cubs. Texas, tough time in their first-round playoff series against the Toronto Blue Jays. The division series not going their way at all, so... They are looking to uh, make one more run at it here with their current crew and see what transpires. For the Indians, they've made some subtle adjustments off of their American League championship team. One piece of business in the offseason was signing outfielder Brandon Geyer to a long-term contract the first time in his career that uh, he has had that luxury, and he came over from Tampa Bay in a deadline deal trade last uh, end of July and really gave the Indians a boost in the outfield. was tremendous against left-handed pitching. In fact, his OPS against lefties a season ago up over 1,000, which is outstanding for any hitter. And when we talked to Brandon Geyer recently, he talked about what comes with that long-term contract, first time in his major league career that he's had that, and he says it's a, a welcome change heading into a new season. Um, first of all, I mean, it means a lot to me that the team would even, um, you know, consider that. But uh, for me, it means a lot just because I'm doing it with a team that has the potential to not only reach the playoffs but go far in the playoffs. Um, of course, it'd be nice to get an extension with any team, but it just makes it that much better that I'm, I'm doing it with one of the best teams in baseball. So I can't ask for much more than that. Were you surprised when, when they approached you with that, considering that you were only with the team for a couple of months at the end, albeit two yeah. two real good months? Um, not really. I mean, I kind of had my agent approach them. I'm just saying I, it was more so I was willing to do whatever because I knew just being here two months I wanted to be a part of this because I just feel like years down the road this is going to be something special. So um, I wanted to be a part of that. Um, so I kind of told my agents kind of, 
do whatever it takes if if they're willing to entertain the idea um, to try to get something done because um, just being here for that that little time I, I, re- I knew this was a place I wanted to be and be be for a while what can a, a playoff run do for a player the, the following year when you go through everything that you did last October yeah well for me that's my first um, I think getting as close as we did I think it just leaves that taste in your mouth of you know just a little disappointment obviously you're excited for how far you got but disappointed that we weren't able to actually get it all done but um we have that feeling and being that close and and knowing what it takes to get there so um i think it just not that many people need more motivation to work hard in the off season but maybe that little extra bit to work hard come in here ready and um, get ready to get back after it to get back to where we were and, and finish the job this time Brandon Geyer joining us, Indians outfielder. And uh, the spring for you, I know a couple of bumps in the road, but but here we are near the end. And uh, yeah. what do you think as far as being prepared for a season? Yeah, uh, obviously I'd like have to have more at-bats, but I've been fortunate. I've been able to go to the minor leagues and get some at-bats. And um, I actually think I have more at-bats this spring than I did last spring with the Rays because I was, had some stuff going on there as well. Um, but all in all, my first spring here, it's been great. I mean, Indians... Yeah, it's such a relaxed atmosphere in clubhouse. So it's been it's been amazing. Uh, families loved it here in Arizona. So uh, we're itching to get get done and get the season started, though. And you mentioned being uh, out here in Arizona, and uh, I know you were at the Cubs for a little bit, but uh, you're back out here. And, and can you compare the two, Florida and Arizona, in terms of spring trainings and, and just the lifestyle, and, and at least from your perspective, getting things done that you need to get done? Yeah, um, you know, here compared to poor Charlotte, Florida, there's definitely i feel like a lot more to do here maybe glendale not a ton to do but close by you have so much to do whereas in poor charlotte not much going on but you know i guess that's okay you're there to do baseball and get better so that was fine but uh the road trips are a lot shorter here uh you know you get the work done everything at our place here then you just go to the stadium and play whereas in florida uh, on the road we would do bp and stuff there at the stadium we're playing at and then play um so i think that's the big difference is just the the travel time to get to and from games and stuff like that but um if i were to pick one i think i'd go with arizona to have a spring training but you know florida wasn't too bad either and as we wind down in spring training getting ready for the opener your role on this team and i know sometimes uh, you can go a little bit without playing but then you get in there for a bunch in a short period of time uh, does that take some getting used to and and i'm sure you always welcome more playing time but, but whatever the role is does it take a little getting used to yeah uh, for me it it took probably a good first year um when i first had this role about four years ago um because coming up through the minors i'm so used to playing every day then that first year I was kind of in that platoon role as I and so it was weird just to get a good routine and everything but after that you know the past three years it's kind of gotten easier um like you said it's not something you know I want I want to be an everyday guy that's my goal um if that's not your goal you shouldn't be playing this game but also with that I know that how, how how many great players we have and I know if everyone's healthy most likely my role is going to be that platoon guy um, and if we're winning, that's that's all that matters. So um, I have a good routine from the past three years, and um, you know I'll, I'll stick with that. It's been working. Um, and at the end of the day, do whatever it takes to help the team win. Along those lines, a little center field play this spring. Uh, how big a challenge can that be for you? And, and what are some of the challenges there? Yeah, well, unfortunately, because of the hamstring, I haven't had 
as much as I would have liked. Really, it was just that one game. Um, but um, I played center a lot in the big leagues, so it's honestly I think one of the more the easier positions of the outfield because it's true reads off the bat. You know, more space to cover. I think it's I think it's more fun actually. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm always open to it. I'm, you know, whatever position out there, I'm, I'm comfortable in, in either of them. And team-wise, uh, just in closing, a, a kind of a disjointed spring with the WBC and, and things like that. But uh, certainly seems like all, all the pieces are, are back together. And is there that feeling in the clubhouse that, that you can replicate some of that feeling that you had last fall? Totally. You know, like you said, uh, everyone's back here finally. Uh, Brantley's getting healthy. looks great. You know, added Encarnacion. So, I mean, we... Uh, have so many of the pieces from last year back we added pieces so yeah we just can't wait to get back after it uh, we're really confident but we know in this game anything can happen so being really confident we know we still need to get out put in all the work and and things aren't just going to happen we have to make it happen so uh you know we're ready to go though all right brandon thank you all right thank you that's indians outfielder brandon geyer Stay tuned. More to come as we conclude Tribe Talk with our first look at the Indians minor league system. Carter Hawkins will join us with a farm report after this timeout on the Cleveland Indians radio network. Everybody's ready to go. Um, you know, there was no lagging effect from, from losing in game seven. Everybody's here and everybody has the same goal in mind. That's to get back to where we were and hopefully be on the winning end of it. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment from Arlington, Texas, where the Indians will open the season against the Rangers on Monday night. Before we left Goodyear, we had a chance to visit with Carter Hawkins, who's now the assistant general manager for the Cleveland Indians, but still a focus on the minor league side. He was the former farm director and a good friend of the show that we would have on each week during the course of the season. That will transition to the new farm director, James Harris, who has uh, done some great work here in a very short period of time after joining the ball club late in the season a year ago. And we will catch up with James as we go during the course of the season. But with our season preview of the minor leagues, we uh, had Carter handle that for us and uh, had a chance to catch up with him the other day in his office in Goodyear. And here's how things went as we took a look at the Indians' minor league system heading into a new season. Joined by Carter Hawkins, Indians assistant general manager, former farm director, but still with a heavy influence on the minor league side. So we turn to Carter here at the start of the season. And Carter, spring training winding down, and, and you look at, at the type of, of camp it's been. And I know at the major league level, we've had a chance to see so many young players come over from the minor league side. Others who are in big league camp will be in the minor leagues. It just seems like there's some, some real good depth in the system, and the quality of the 40-man roster has seemingly risen. And, and are you feeling that from, from your chair? I think certainly, yeah. I mean, it, it obviously starts with our scouts bringing in um, very, very quality talent, not just quality talent, but quality people as well. You know, those are the type of players that can really thrive you know, in our environment, and you know, you, we've seen a lot of the results of that at the major league level over the course of the last couple of years. And that's really exciting when you're having to make – really difficult decisions about 40-man roster protects and you know, which guys are getting at bats in AAA and AA. When those decisions are really hard, which they are right now, um, it, it certainly means that you know, we have a, a solid core of depth players. And that's uh, uh, absolutely a comforting thought for Tito as he's thinking about you know, contingency planning for over the course of 162 games. You know, having those types of players throughout our system is a must, really, to have that consistent season that we're hoping to have. 
when you look at spring training, especially on the minor league side, I imagine uh, you want to stay away from injuries. You want players to come in in shape. You have that winter strength program. Has that really helped in that regard to, to get you through spring training and have everyone hit the ground running? It has. I mean, you hear people talk all the time about now where you know you don't come into spring training to get into shape. You come into spring training in shape, and then you start to you know really work on your craft as you're in uh, the the month of March and, and going into April. And we absolutely feel like that camp that goes on during December and January has really prepared guys, you know, not only for spring training but for the season and how to excel, you know, throughout a season. We've seen a lot of different uh, significant gains. Guys like Tyler Naquin, who spent all of his offseason in Arizona the last two seasons, and obviously we've seen the, the strides that he's made as a result of that work. So um, it's a huge part of who we are and what we do, you know, that camp, and it's grown every year, and we hope to continue to grow it and continue to refine it. Um, but you know, our players are coming in. They're looking great. Um, they're feeling great, and, and most importantly, they're playing great. We talk about transitions sometimes, and uh, you're transitioning into a, a new opportunity here with the ball club as an assistant general manager. Still, we'll focus some on the minor league side. James Harris, new to the organization, is, is the new farm director, and how has he done getting up to speed and, and really getting to know the players in the system? It's been really fun having James here. I feel like I'm I'm better because he's been here for the last Heck, he's been here for almost six months now, which is kind of crazy to think about. Time has flown since the World Series. But, um, you know, I feel like I'm better. I feel like our organization is better. He's challenged us in a lot of really positive ways, connecting a lot of different areas within our player development department, Um, you know, on the performance side from our training conditioning, our medical, our mental performance, on the fundamental side, you know, our hitting coaches, our pitching coaches, our outfield base running coaches, et cetera. Um, He just has a very good eye for – putting in place systems and processes to make sure that we're all working together. And and that's when our players really can be impacted positively. So we are ecstatic to have them. It's been a really, really fun few months. It was a nice boost of energy after, you know, after a long season to to get somebody in that that really is dedicated to making our organization better and excited about the upcoming year with them. And we will transition as uh, the season gets going to to talk to James on a, a weekly basis. Uh, I know you're going to miss these visits quite a bit, but we'll somehow get through. So let's uh, let's start with our teams for this year. Columbus, uh, AAA, obviously a, a huge part of the system in support of the major league team, and there were some tough decisions at the end of camp. Let's start with the rotation, and we saw all of these pitchers in spring training, major league camp, and, and Mike Clevenger, obviously the big arm. Uh, what have you seen from Mike coming back from the offseason and, and getting ready for a new season? Yeah, Mike's in a, in a good spot once again. I mean, I would expect that all of those guys potentially are going to be going up and down 71 over the course of the year, just as rain outs and double headers and, you know, different things come up over the course of the year. But, you know, Mike absolutely has stuff to be an a elite major league starter at some point. The consistency of that stuff is, is continually the, the goal for him, the focus for him. Um, he has improved when his, in his routines, improved in his mindset on the mound. You know, he is looking to attack. He is looking to get every single hitter out, which is awesome. Figuring out how to do that over the course of, of six, seven, eight innings is what's going to be what separates him from being great or being just, you know, as good as he is right now. So um, we have a lot of confidence that he's a guy that can help us out uh, in a rotation over the course of this year. Could see him potentially in a bullpen over the course of this year as well, depending on how things work out just over the course of, of the season. But um, our long-term goal for him is to be an outstanding starter for us for a long, long time, and he is on the way. How about the rest of the rotation? What do you like about it, at least at the start of the season? 
I think we like the fact that you could plug and play almost any of those guys and not miss a beat at the major league level. You know, you have guys like Sean Morimondo, Ryan Merritt, obviously has, you know, seen it all at this point, has, has been in uh, the biggest stage um, and, and done very, very well. Uh, Adam Plutko pitched towards the end of the year last year uh, and has some major league experience, can throw strikes, can attack hitters. Some minor league free agent types like a Chris Narvison that can provide some uh, potential depth to that rotation as well. I think it's just you look at that, and if you're Mickey Calloway, if you're Terry Francona, if you're Chris Antonetti, if you're Mike Chernoff, you're feeling pretty good, you know, if we need to get a start from one of those guys, and um, they'll continue to have that opportunity to be, be the guy that helps us win at the major league level as well. I know a different role in a lot of areas for you, but uh, still this time of year really exciting for you. Exciting and busy, um, but it's what we signed up for. It's, it's, you know, a mile a minute you go down to the coach's room and there's 75 things that, that people need or want or want to try to get accomplished. And the great part about it is all 75 of those questions are about how we get this organization better. And it would be so easy for all of us to, to rest on our laurels after a great year last year and say, hey, we, we got the blueprint. We kind of got it figured out. And I think what we figured out is that we'll never have the blueprint. We'll never have it figured out. We have to continue to get better. We have to continue to try to make strides and improve. And that makes it really fun to get up in the morning, early early in the morning this time of year, um, to, to try to, to get back to, to having a fun October. And we've got a lot of guys going in that direction. Exciting times to be sure. Carter Hawkins, thanks so much. Rosie, always a pleasure. That's Carter Hawkins, the Indians assistant general manager with a, a focus on the minor leagues, uh, at least at the outset of this season. And a lot of optimism, not only at the big league level, but some good things happening still in the minor leagues as well. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us. We will join you next week back in Arizona as the Indians will play the Diamondbacks next weekend in interleague play to round out their first road trip of the season. So until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians radio network.